This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless you're a veritable cornucopia of high-octane maladies, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Bain. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as The Ever Given Story, 80s fantasy films set in the Suez Canal. This is Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or at www.hieverybodymd.com. You can also call us, leave us a message, give us some ideas, whatever you want, at 530-DOCTORB. That's 530-DOCTORB, D-O-C-T-O-R-B. The B stands for barge now because of that horrible joke Johnny made in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in the time between when I came up with it and Uh when we recorded, Uh it is now out of date because the boat is free. Is it free? Nice. It is well, free. That's why least. it's trending on Twitter. Hashtag put it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, fans, for getting that trending on Twitter until Tuesday when we release the episode. Yes. Also, you can find this podcast in video form on Comic Con International's YouTube page uh, for our panel discussing Parks and Rec and Bob's Burgers with Dr. Greg Winter and Dr. Courtney Nicholas. Speaking of Dr. Greg Winter, Dr. Greg Winter is here with us today. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Greg, for joining us. Uh, Jackson, what are we discussing today? Um, We're doing Psych, Season 5, Episode 2, Feet Don't Kill Me Now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second episode of Psych that we've covered because this is a Kurt Fuller fan cast. That was the first. Is it? Yeah. I think it's the first because I would have said something about you covering another episode of Psych. This is the first episode of Psych that we've covered, and I do great research. You produce our our podcast. Is that that not correct? (laughs) There's so many episodes. This is going to be episode 61. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for sticking around, everybody. Um, But this was a great episode to do. Covers pharmaceuticals and false myths that I hear about all the time. Was it a good episode to do? Yes. Okay. Any psych I'll episode is I'll a great episode. You know what? To that's do. fair. That's fair. I would have come up. I will come up with something to talk about. I know that. Also, Kurt Fuller podcast forever now. Absolutely. Also, great to see tap dancing featured in such a good light. When is it not featured in a good light? It's often featured in a very jokey light, and this was like, yeah. no, this is a thing. Do it. Do something. And they did a great job with it. Tap a tap. Like, like we saw Dooley Hill, tap-a-tap. who was in Bringing the Noise and Bringing the Funk. Uh, <laughs> and Bringing the Funk? Both of them. Yeah. He wrote both, both the noise and the funk in this one. And uh, Lassiter, who's not Timothy Oliphant, unless he is Timothy Oliphant. He's not. Amundsen. There we go. Also has a tap dancing background. So, I mean, clearly, good tappers that yeah. got to do their thing. But we're not. This is not a tap, tap dancing podcast. This is a bad medicine podcast. Yep. So let's this isn't get tapa 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 no. tap dancing podcast. I would. Oh, dang it! <laughs> See, that should have been your podcast. Up was or your other hosted podcast was tapa tapa tapa. Ah, bring in the tap the tap dancing podcast about someone behind you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason we picked this is even more than most episodes of Psych. It dealt a lot with the pharmaceutical side of things and pharmaceutical testing. Yeah. 
basically yes. <laughs> it did both of those things it did <laughs> um i mean it it all started off if you want to just kind of kind of start the episode it was a lady was found in the lake um in her car allegedly drowned and then they found a bag of pills next to her and that kind of sent everything down the spiral mm-hmm. and gus and they've established it but they kind of only drop it in when it's convenient that he is a pharmaceutical rep yeah, yeah I, I, that's funny because it's like no you you're a private detective yeah like, you don't actually do anything else you're constantly at the police force yeah you don't have that kind of free time to hang out with sean and also hit your sales quota no when you love what you do you don't work a day in your life that's true and gus works every day of his life <laughs> yeah he works hard for the money and i don't deal with pharmaceutical reps as much as actually ever in the emergency department they're yeah, not allowed in in the er that would be so weird it would if someone like just decided to come in and sell me asthma medications and whatnot <laughs> but i remembered when i was a, a resident there were a couple physicians i worked with where pharmaceutical reps were a big part of my rotation it, it, it's mm-hmm. a, i think if you have a private office it is a it's a significant part of your day-to-day dealings. You can choose as a, as a physician to not deal with any pharmaceutical reps, or you can have an office that's open to them. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to change the way you practice medicine, but clearly clearly it does. Otherwise, that wouldn't be a job. Yeah. Right? They, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be sending people to doctor's offices unless it influenced the way people prescribe medications. And, and um, actually, in my school, my school... When I first started there in my med school, they made it a farm-free school, so pharmaceutical Same. reps were no longer allowed. And it, it, the main thing that you notice is that we didn't get free lunches anymore. Yeah, and that was one thing we all realized too is we you have to sign like a like almost like a attendance sheet whenever you get a mm-hmm. free lunch from mm-hmm. a farm rep, so that they can keep track of it. I think it's under the Sunshine Act, or I, I forgot mm-hmm. what the act it is exactly, but they actually have a record of whoever took a free lunch from somebody or whatnot. Um, yeah. And there's no such thing as a free lunch. No, they, they are definitely selling you a pitch. I remembered in, when I went to a conference, we went to a very fancy, fancy dinner and they were trying to sell us baby formula. Like mm-hmm. this is the formula you should use for all your kids. And they're like, have we changed your mind? I'm like, no, no, not really. I'm here for the food. And like, well, wouldn't you use this? Nope. Can't start with me on this one. And, in my residency, I got sent to a, a con- they paid to fly me out for a for a conference for a diabetes medication, and I remember just like, I I was the only person there not like changing my answers based on what they were presenting at oh. the conference. It's just like no, well, this because you would change your answers to make sure that you get well, yeah, you, brought well, to you want to get it, you want to get it right, right? You want to give the right answer for the the conference, but in truth, it's like it's not best practice. It's not yeah. it's not the gold standard of care. But it's really easy to get swept up in the I want to be right in front of these people. Yeah. Um, the, that was a good conference. Or you want to be brought back. You want to be <laughs> yeah, back. I do. Free. I mean, I, uh, I would have stayed. I, yeah. it, it was on the it was on a beachfront in Florida. It was actually pretty, pretty nice kind of thrown in free vacation in the middle of residency, which is not a thing that you normally get. Never. Yeah. I will say there was one attending I still I still respect to this day. And he used to just invite pharmaceutical reps every day. Just to get a crap load of um, free samples. We're talking go, about mm-hmm. balloon guy. Yep. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Then we're talking about I, not balloon guy. Okay. But he would have a bunch of free samples, and he would just give them out to patients who couldn't afford mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just just because. And there were a lot of them. And it was worth worth getting an hour pitch from somebody every day to have 
10 patients a day that got meds they couldn't afford. Yeah, and there's there's ways to 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 gain that system for yourself. I mean, you know, you could you get free lunch for your staff. You have to mm-hmm. listen, you have to go through the motions of listening to their pitch, but also does that mean that you can give medications to people who otherwise wouldn't get it? And it's also probable that you're going to prescribe that medication when otherwise you might. I mean, nothing because is you know free more in either. It. Right. I mean, nothing is free in either direction, but there are ways that people kind of make it work for their practice. That was style. the best mm-hmm. rotation. I had so many free samples mm-hmm. after it. <laughs> what might be right for him might be right for not for others. When my dad was a, a hospital pharmacist, he would regularly get like promotional you know, tchotchkes, like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, watches. and I mean, the oxycodone pens. bear? <laughs> <laughs> the sleepy time bear. <laughs> uh, I had a bunch of pens. It, this was early 90s, so it, when it was a brand new drug, oh. I took a bunch of Viagra pens to school. The big steel pen? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, quality I, pen. I'm well aware of that pen. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a Viagra watch, but it was hard to read. Ugh. Get out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> this has been Hi, Everybody, a Bad Medicine Podcast, 61 episodes and done. And yep. done. And we're done. Good night, everybody. But speaking of uh, pharmaceutical sales reps, uh-huh. yep. uh, Gus is yep. one, and he's in the episode we're discussing. Yes. Oh, we're talking uh, about the episode. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go back. He recognized that the pills that were in the bag hmm. in the car that was underwater were hmm. pentagonal yep. and were only used by one formulaic lab in Santa Barbara. Yeah. That's not how it works. Cause it, no, that's not, that's not quite true. If you have a patented drug, then you are the only person that is producing that drug. Like when Viagra first came out and it was the blue pill, the, was it mm-hmm. the blue triangle? I don't remember. It's a diamond. Oh, that, okay, yeah. yeah. The blue, the blue off, off-centered diamond, right? Like, that was a recognizable pill. We give that to babies. But now that Sildenafil is is a generic, any lab that produces it can produce whatever they want. Yeah. And so that means that it's not, it's not recognizable like that. There are programs that you can even download on your phone that are supposed to, like, help doctors recognize pills. But it's there. Uh, it could be anything. You know, like, oh, a round white pill. You that to, could be anything. You need to know the marks and the scores and the numbers and, on it. But even that is not, it's not perfect. No. Right. And, and so it's really weird that Gus would be able to look at it and say, oh, this is that. I mean, to be fair, that was Zantac. It's also, he also said very clearly, like there's only a few laboratories in town that make that shape. And that could, that could be true, but also mm-hmm. that could be from out of town. Like there's no, yeah. it's, it's medicine. You, you get medicine from tons of places. I will say that's like the most frustrating thing in when you go to work and you ask them what medications you're on. Like here it is. I sh- here here's you can a, see it. Here's a bag of pills. <laughs> Can't you tell what Can't it you, is? Yeah, you should know all your medications, yeah. right? And I'm like, I don't. There's so many no, drugs. I get you should know your medic. Yeah. You yeah. patient should know your medications that you're taking. But it, I do find it funny when he said, obviously it's that pill, and I just looked at it. and I'm like, Zantac. <laughs> that's a hundred percent Zantac. And what is Zantac? It's ranitidine. It's black box now because you get stomach cancer from taking it. Oh, okay. yeah. You can't get it in California. You cannot. We used to we prescribe that a lot. It, it's an anti-reflux uh, medication. It's a, Okay. A, I knew I recognized the name. Yeah. Yep. What are the odds, and I know this is not a forensics podcast, what are the odds that if a car has been in the lake overnight 
or river or ocean or whatever that your baggy full of pills well, is going to make it through. If they were in her purse, they'd be dry because her purse was dry as a bone. Yep. Oh, good point. <laughs> but are they enteric coated? <laughs> um, even then, they. I mean, no, they still they dissolve, dissolve over time. Yeah. It, it's it's if they were in a pill bottle, they would have dissolved because those are not airtight. No. If they were in that Ziploc bag, then they'd be fine. Zip, Ziploc bags are are airtight. You're fine. Yep. If they're in okay. that purse, that purse is. That leather purse is dry as a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not pharmacists, obviously, but I would say it would. I, I, I have been doing the... some leather work lately. Mm. <laughs> so this is a leather working podcast? No, I've just been working with a little bit of leather. So you don't want to get it wet if you can avoid it. So well, yeah, it, oh, it, so it's, it's gremlin leather, leather. So you definitely don't want to get it wet after midnight. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so many paths I could take this. I will not. <laughs> I will not. But yeah, they go to the lab afterward, and then the lab tech just goes, "These are HCG pills for mm-hmm. fertility," and that confused me a little bit too. I guess question one is: Are there fertility pills? Yes, there yes. are fertility pills. Don't buy them from the guy's van down the street. <laughs> the The hormone HCG is a, a hormone that you you test for when people are pregnant. It's human chorionic chorionic. Thank you. Thank you for not making me look that up. Um, <laughs> but it's that's the that's the hormone that they test for like when you pee on your pregnancy strip, that's that it's positive or negative. Yep. And as a, as a pregnancy continues, there are levels that indicate a normal pregnancy. And this this is way oversimplified, but basically you can you can check someone's level of that during their pregnancy and you can correlate it with the date of their pregnancy and if it's really off it means maybe something's not quite right with yep. the pregnancy. That is a clear and concise description of what HCG so. is. Um, but people don't take it for fertility. You can. You can? It, it, it is part of the fertility cocktail, but I also, that is a very highly specialized field, and I should stop talking about it immediately. I know they try to give it to guys for weight loss. <laughs> they, yeah, they do that too. I mean, it's, a, it's like a growth hormone, right? Yeah. And so you can be for weight loss and, and distributing uh, muscle mass into various places, supposedly. But it's also pretty dangerous. You don't. You never want to mess around with growth hormone. Yeah. In general. In general, you want to avoid messing with your hormones if you can. You don't want things to grow that shouldn't grow. Yeah. Basically. Right. You don't want some gigantism. You want all gigantism, not just some gigantism. <laughs> not just. You want the whole gigant. That that's the problem. Is it's hard to really pick the specific gigantism you want. Yeah. You can't tell that growth hormone to go somewhere where you want it to go. Like my glutes. <laughs> that's wanna... what we were all thinking um, <laughs> i'm not thinking about your glutes but i am now i often am <laughs> so i obviously know nothing about drug testing okay would it be feasible for them to be doing a test with this hcg as part of the fertility if it's a fertility treatment drug test that's sort of a feasible thing thing you have to get it through i mean obviously they got it through the first two phases right i think they're in phase three i I think maybe that's a worthwhile thing to talk about is they they bring up very quickly phase phase trials Mm -hmm. and when you're testing medication there that is a thing there's phase zero phase one phase two yep yeah and everyone's become an expert on this in the last 12 months pretty much yeah oh so i don't need to talk about it i mean everyone thinks they're an expert but they're (laughs) actually like me yeah I'm certainly not an expert, but 
phase phase one is basically testing for safety. They just give people mm-hmm. the drug and see if people have side effects. You're finding the best dose of the drug um, with the fewest side effects. I'm going to hold up a two because that's phase two. Phase two is to assess for safety of the drug yeah, and I see think, how well I, it works. I think you got it reversed. I mean, you're, yes, yeah. you're you're reading something, but yeah. I think it's not right. But <laughs> any way you put it, phase three is the one where you actually yeah. start using it a little bit more widespread. And phase, see if- phase three trials are testing against the gold standard of care. So yeah. that's when you're determining, uh, like, even this is a new drug and maybe it's effective. Is it any, like, why would I use this versus the medicine that we already use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's often where you see very shady things in studies because they have to prove that it's worthwhile to make this drug. Yeah. And, and often, they've already spent so much money right. on it. And often the drugs that we have work pretty well, and they're also cheap. And yeah. so it, things can get really, they can be very sketchy. And that's why, you know, if you're going to take a medication and it, and you want to do that type of research, it behooves you to actually read the actual study and not what somebody's summary of the study yeah. is. Because reading the study, you can see things like, was this a well-designed study? Did they use enough? Were there only ten people in the study? There's so many things that can that can come up in a study to make it look good when it is not that great. Yeah, people will fudge how efficacious the drug is in Ooh. comparison to the original That's drug. A big All word, Doctor Vane. I am a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, but usually. I don't like how they set it up in this one though, because they said all phase three studies are placebo. Oh yeah, that's blind, that is not true. Blind. No, 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 hundred percent not true. The best, the best studies are placebo double blinded studies, and what that means is, or placebo controlled double blinded, and that means that the medicine is tested against not only whatever the gold standard is, but also against nothing. Yeah. And it also means that the people administering the medication no idea. do not know who's getting what drug. And it also means that the people that are getting the drug do not know if they're getting the actual drug or placebo or whatever the control is. And so those are important ways to eliminate bias because if you know that you're getting a medicine, often that will be enough to make you have some effect. You will, mm-hmm. you will feel some effect from it. Yeah. And so the way that you control for that is by by having everyone involved not really know what's going on except for, you know, the one step removed. It's almost like a there should be another party. So yeah. it almost is like at least three people will need to be involved. Like the two people like administering well, and watching. And, and that's then. what Gus that's kind of what Gus was saying. It was like, oh, you can't you can't be the only person in a double blind study. But also you just because it's phase three doesn't make it a double blind study. Correct. Also, what's the likelihood that if a drug test had gotten to the point where they were in phase three at a double blind study literally the only two people working on it are two technicians very low likelihood i mean also you you do need another person because somebody else has to be controlling they they have to Mm -hmm. be amassing that information so they have to know who's getting what yeah so you have you need at least three people you need that third party statistician yeah or you could have one person administer all the medicine and they don't know. So yeah. you, you need at least two people. <laughs> yes. You need someone who's not involved in giving the medication, right. analyzing the data. Also, you probably shouldn't be involved actively in getting your significant other to be enrolled in the study. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, that's that points the to the big part of this is it's to do this kind of stuff, it it costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of resources. And 
that's why when things get to phase three studies, they can be things can be pushed through when they probably shouldn't have been because you've already invested so much time and energy as a as a company, mm-hmm. which is not touched on in this episode. Yeah, I probably shouldn't keep talking about it. I mean, I know someone who's involved <laughs> in this very intimately, and oh they, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that person would also tell me that. You know, it's high stakes at that point. You want to get a product out. You want to prove that what you did works. And if the data doesn't fit, you're it's, not going to get buy-in and people are going to be real upset. And stockholders will be upset. I, I'm going to go and say it's not just that you want to recoup. It's also if you've gotten that far and you're one of the people working on it, mm-hmm. you probably also really believe in there, it. Yeah, there's yes. an emotional investment in it too. And that's that's part of that bias where people don't even realize they're doing it they don't mean to do it they just treat things differently Mm -hmm. because they want it to work yeah or because they expect the other one not to work right yeah it's it's blinded you don't know that's the important part you Mm -hmm. shouldn't know what's going on but that researcher kind of the the guys the guy who was dating the dead woman in the beginning ben yeah, Ben, ben the fiancé of the corpse. Yeah, he had to have known what medication was what because mm-hmm. he probably gave the real medication to his significant other. Or he gave her both. He could have said, here, take one of these, take the other one. One of these is a placebo. The other oh. one's just fine. Here's the thing. You don't know. You can either take half a dose, the, the, the right dose, or double the dose. Oh, yeah, because he wouldn't know, okay, this is for one group, this is the other. Yep. He would just know, okay, there's I didn't chance. even think about that. And if that. it was three groups, yep. there's a chance he had zero, one-third, two-thirds, or a triple. This is going to be like a Monty Hall problem podcast. It is. Very it's a soon. full Monty Hall podcast. <laughs> We're a game show podcast now, so that's all right. But yeah, that whole thing just doesn't make any sense at all on that part. The next medical thing that, that came up was later in the investigation mm-hmm. – when uh, Spencer and uh, O'Hara, yep, um, Sean and Julia, Sean and Julia went went and did their own research or, or their own investigation because they kind of split the party a bit and and changed it up who was working with who, uh, and faked getting Julia signed up for the trial, and the method of enrolling in this trial was, and I quote. Sign the consent form. We're going to put you under anesthesia. And, oh, there's a chance it might make your feet grow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. You know, anything you sign, it behooves you to read it. Yeah. And people can tell you whatever they want. And it it only matters what you sign. That's mm-hmm. You agreed. You agreed to all of it. Mm-hmm. It's like when you click I accept on the Apple Terms of Service. Who knows what's in it? Arbitration. Yeah. It means you can't sue. That's what all of them say. But it's not that easy to get into a clinical trial. I mean, actually, it can be if you don't read or anything like that. Very easy. <laughs> um, but the effect on you is going to be very bad. Well, and also the a lot of clinical trials, especially early, especially early clinical trials, they don't want confounding factors. So they want basically healthy people. And so mm-hmm. in those phase one and phase two trials, they're really – in phase one especially, they're not even getting sick people. They're getting, you know – young healthy college students with nothing else to to do other than here's here's a couple bucks to take some medication hope you don't grow another ear 
<laughs> but if you grow another ear, then we're not making it to phase two. Yeah. I'm positive yeah. about that. <laughs> Unless the drug was to create another ear, then straight to phase four. <laughs> <laughs> Compassionate use. Yep. Yeah. You're not thinking about the people who only have one ear and they're trying to grow a second or a third ear. We can't pick where you grow the ear, but it's going to happen. It might be on your butt, <laughs> but just be ready for it. <laughs> your old, old butt ear. You said butt so many times in a row. It was great. <laughs> but um, but Juliet also says, I think she, she was pretty smart on how to get out of that study. She just said she took all the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a really easy way to get out of a, a pharmaceutical study. Not a good way to get out of a ticket. You'd be surprised. Yeah, take all the drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anywho, uh, you get to the coroner scene. With someday friend of the show, show Kurt Fuller. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. I did, great. I did appreciate when they were doing the autopsy, and he just decided to just go, she drowned, and there, were, there was water in her lungs or something like that, and just zoomed in yeah. with the camcorder <laughs> on her on the chest blanket. Like, that was sure, very strange. Sure. That, that, this is the water you can't see. That yeah. totally explains everything. But then they kind of made mention of the abrasion on the ankle, and he immediately said, it looks like freezer burn. Yep. Um, which I would have thought, you know what a better way of describing Describing freezer burn is frostbite. I would have said frostbite, and also frostbite can could can look like a burn. Like it doesn't. It's mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a scratch or yeah. an abrasion. It looks like blisters, and yeah. it looks pretty dusky and gray. But the other thing too is we don't know how long after the initial death this is. So lividities come into play too. So the bruising and all that stuff can be affected by all that. I would expect it to look like frostbite. I would think if you were exposed to dry ice for a long time you should have blistering and it should look yeah, pretty gnarly the, they show the size of the dry ice block that she uses it's a huge block of dry ice and that's very strange that she only had that small little mark of of possible contact with it i that was i mean you could have been the whole side of her foot and it would have been fine yeah it looked like a, an ankle tattoo yeah very yeah, or, very minor or or like snug shoes I think I said this before when we had a coroner scene, but if you have the opportunity, you should go visit your county coroner. Yeah, we talked about that on Midsummer, which everyone should see. Uh, You (laughs) know what? Everyone should listen to the Midsummer episode. You should listen to Midsummer episode, watch Midsummer. You should watch Midsummer and then listen to the episode. And then go to the coroner. And then go see your coroner. Go see the coroner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also made mention Tell him hi, everybody. (laughs) They'll be confused. (laughs) Um, but he also made mention about how this drowning victim had no signs of struggle, which I would, I kind of would agree with that, especially if someone was drugged and put mm-hmm. in. Um, but there's still some signs you would expect, at least if you were breathing that much water, your body might go into an effect where you might start choking unless they were so out that they weren't breathing well mm-hmm. in the first place and protecting their airway. But I would expect something. What does it like? I mean, like, what is the official meaning of drowning? Is that is that only water or or liquid? I don't know. I mean, I I just don't know. It's liquid in the lungs causing cessation of breathing. Okay, more or less. And now they don't call near drowning because that used to be a term that we used to use near drowning and drowning. Now it's a fatal versus non fatal submersion injury. I know it's very technical now, but uh, Near drowning used to be referred to as someone who came into the ER who had a drowning episode and then lived. Okay. Drowning means you died. So now that's why it's de- 
divided into. I can two see things. why they added some words there. It does clarify what happened. Yes. Because you can't just like go, oh, I was swimming in the pool and I drowned and now I'm in the ER. Can you check me out? You didn't drown. You near drowned. But it's also a very home. confusing thing because families are going, no, he was, my kid was underwater and not breathing for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's why those, that's the new terminology now. It was a very confusing thing when I learned it. I'm still learning it right now. But you know what is not confusing? Dry drowning. Yeah, I think we both were like, yeah. Dry drowning is not a thing. And I remember okay. two years ago, that was like the hot news. It was on every channel during the summer. Well, I like, mean, it's, but also from stuff like this, yeah. where it's just like a term that people use. Right. Um, and I'll get that on a constant basis, like especially during the summertime. Someone was swimming in the pool. They accidentally choked on some water and coughed a bunch, and they got brought in because they thought they're going to dry drown. And that's not a thing that exists. What's the definition of dry drowning that they're using? So the definition that... The definition they're using is not... In fact, they don't really define it, which is why it gets even more confusing. Yeah. So there was there are certain situations where, like, let's say you had a big tumor on your chest or in your, like, throat area, and you remove it, you, that sudden change of pressure that you've been breathing in, like, because you have to breathe a lot harder to get oxygen in to trend, um, to exchange. When you take that out, all of a sudden the pressures change and then the fluid balance and the pressure balance in your lungs shifts. So you actually get pulmonary edema. So that's one of the things that they thought would have happened with anesthesia is that if you rapidly change pressures, you can drown like that. Drown without fluid. Correct. Basically. Fluid from the outside. It's fluid from the inside of your lungs. I, but the term that they're using here is that they got anesthesia and then they didn't breathe really well. The fact that they were in water for a second afterward, they drowned before that. I think what they're talking about is if you, if suddenly you you get water in your throat, your body's natural response is to protect your airway, which can shut your airway off, and then you could drown without having any fluid, without having fluid in your lungs. Yep. But that's not like that doesn't really happen. No. And also, that's not what they're talking about when they're they're talking about somebody has a slight injury or a slight encounter with water, and then later. Later, they cut off air supply, and it's just not a thing that happens. You look confused, okay. and you should look confused because yeah. it's not a thing that happens. It isn't. <laughs> There's like articles on CNN and ABC that talk about all these families that you, if you think you dry drowned, you need to go to your doctor every other day to get x rays to make sure you didn't drown. X rays? Yes. And I go, oh, no. I want to flip this table over right now. <laughs> I mean, I want to flip it too, but this is my house, and I really don't want to <laughs> clean this up afterward. Um, it's a really annoying thing. It just doesn't exist. Um, and it does take a lot of effort to try to educate about it. Um, it's a it's a very hot term. A lot of what you see on TV is not real. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a good point on that part because this is a lot of where people get their medical education yep. from, though. Mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw this on blank. I better get it checked out. Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I saw it. Let's just say Dr. Oz. Oh, God, don't. Ugh. Let's just always say Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, you mean host of Jeopardy this I week? I don't want to give Oof. him the credit. I don't. Okay. He was he was up for being disbarred for being a snake oil salesman. Like, for real, legitimate. He sold the board game? <laughs> That's a, it is a great game. It is a great no, game. No, for his, like, raspberry concentrate nonsense. No. That sounds delicious. It, and you know what? It's fine if he was like, hey, eat this. It's delicious. But... 
It doesn't cure. But he also said delicious and cures cancer. Right. Exactly. I mean, like he's garbage. He is. I, I, I do not approve of him hosting Jeopardy, but that's what happened with Ben, though. He done dry drowned. Mm-hmm. No struggle again. They said they found fluid in his lungs. They said um, he dry drowned before the immersion, and it could have been from methane or OD of anesthesia. Number one. Mm-hmm. Where would you be exposed to methane outside of, like... A, da- a dairy yeah. farm. A dairy farm. <laughs> I don't know. You're hot boxing farts. Yeah. Are you familiar with a Dutch oven? <laughs> <laughs> There's Someone's going to be half listening to this episode and be terrified that their <laughs> fiance is trying to dry drown them. No, dry drowning is not a thing. Yeah. I mean, if if you died based on inhalation of a gas, that would be suffocation. Yes. It would not be dry mm-hmm. drowning. Also, like, dry drowning is not a thing. Also, there's a theory that the the first person they said they dry drowned had some kind of like cardiac event before they went in the water. I mean, it's not a thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If fake. I mean, if you want to take home any any point from this episode of shenanigans and nonsense, dry drowning is fake. Especially now that we're going into nicer weather. And <laughs> I really it, want it, there to be a show called Shenanigans and Nonsense. <laughs> I would watch that show. And, might be our new podcast, <laughs> shenanigans and nonsense. Yeah, yeah. My question, my question on on our second Kurt Fuller scene was just how methane gas I is, is what like that 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 was my big question there because I thought dry drowning was a thing. You're wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> I've learned something today. I mean, if I could teach one more one person every day that dry drowning is garbage, I, I've done my job. I mean, and any I don't know why he picked methane particularly, but any any gas that displaces oxygen, it was you a, could suffocate. It was a real hot set. <laughs> just, just farts ripping nonstop on that set. And like, that was an improv line. Methane. Yeah. Anything else on that? And then I guess we get to the, the final scene. I'm surprised no one got blood drawn because usually if someone dies under mysterious circumstances, blood blood drawing is part of um, yep. any kind of uh, autopsy. And that's to look for that's, any kind of toxic. Actually, if you are going to do an autopsy, that you get a Y incision, and she did, they were like, "Look at how pristine she is," and she they didn't even do like the basic uh, makeup for an autopsy on a TV show, because they do. I mean, they take tissue samples from everywhere. They do lungs, kidneys, uh, liver, liver, bowels, and they actually keep that stuff for a long time. I mean, that's part of how they can go back and do tissue tissue samples later. Evidence. Um, and they do the brain. I mean, your body, your body, even if it comes in pristine to an, a medical examiner, it's not leaving that way. No. This is semi-tangent here. I will not allow it. We don't go on tangents. Yeah. yeah not not on this show. No. Um, you mentioned that they would have done blood work in advance, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Would they have thought she might have been pregnant because of the HCG? Ooh. Yes, probably. Assuming she was taking it. Yeah, but they would would know, though, when they do the autopsy. Actually, that brings up another point when they're like, hey, these chemicals are going to be in your body and we can trace it to your lab. Like, no, that's not a thing. You can find out what the chemicals are, but you don't know where they came from. I don't know. Most chemicals, when you inject it, it says, given here. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they sign their name underneath the injection site. I mean, when I got my my COVID vaccine, it said, 
given here. No, actually, that's why they write all that stuff down is because they can't tell where you got it from. And so if something goes wrong, they need you need a record of where you got it I'm from. I'm scanning my arm. It just like <laughs> pops up. The hospital name pops up right there. It's my NFT. Jackson, some people get their medical information from the show. I'd like <laughs> it to be somewhat accurate. <laughs> Most of the time accurate. <laughs> None of the time medical advice. Never. Yeah. Never medical true. advice. Except for once. And I forget what that medical advice you gave was. Don't oh, put. I gave the medical advice of never fight people. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, that's a bold stance. I'll, I'll allow. I it. don't think that one can get me in trouble, though. No, no. Until someone goes like, "Hey, someone broke in my house," but you know what? That doctor on that podcast said never fight. It said yeah. zero tolerance. Zero tolerance for fighting. Not gonna allow it. I think I I can still stand by that. <laughs> I could sleep easy at night. <laughs> I'm fine with telling people not to fight. But yeah, the final, we found out that she, that the other lab tech mm-hmm. was, she, if I remember correctly, she anesthetized them and then tossed them in the water. Accurate? I'm, I'm going to say this from a pure physics standpoint. I don't know how she picked up all those people. That's hard to okay, pick she up was dead, kinda dead tiny. body weight. Yeah. She doesn't look like the kind of person that could pick someone up and... Fireman's carry. Yeah, I guess. Also, she was... <laughs> Said that like I know what yeah. any of that means. But also her transporting that lady into the car and then putting the dry ice block on it and then into the river. I'm, I'm not... I mean, I agree. I'm not buying it either. I don't buy it. And also, what kind of anesthesia are you using? It's such a vague term, you know, like, yeah. did you just slam them with ketamine? Did you... Yeah, a lot of anesthesia is injectable. Yeah, and it wears off quickly. Some of them can wear off very, very quickly if you um, don't use the right dose, but also based on their metabolism, too. If they're fit people, they can burn through that medication pretty quickly. And then you would think if they went into the water under, I'm just going to say, like, a benzo or something like that, they're not going to be so out of it that they're not going to wake up. It's like a cold shower. They're going to wake mm-hmm. up for a second, and then you probably should have struggling at that point. I mean, a lot of the ways that medication kills people is by respiratory depression. That's a lot of what you see. I mean, that's what an opioid over- overdose is. It's not like the the opioid like stops your heart. It stops you from breathing. Which then stops your heart. Which then stops you. You need, you need oxygen. And Are you telling me the opioids cause them to drown? <laughs> dry, dry drowning. It's a dry drown because they stop breathing. Um, it's it's just like Jackson said. It's real. That's such a vague thing to say, and it really. I mean, it covers a lot of base, bases from a writing standpoint. Yeah. But lidocaine counts as anesthesia, technically. Yeah, too. that's. So, it's a very yeah. Plus, if you inject someone with it, you're gonna find it. Right, you're yeah. gonna find that's that's a point of entry. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, for our. Kurt Fuller stand podcast. Uh-huh. We, I feel like we've got a little less faith in him as a coroner than we did. It's okay. Three His hours patients ago. can't get hurt. It's fine. He, it looks like he just got a new video camera this yeah. episode. He's just like showing <laughs> off his new Sony camera. Look at this blanket. <laughs> it's on her chest. It, I, there's some, there's definitely some flaws in this lady's uh, method of killing people. I but not not so many flaws that she didn't manage to kill two people. That's true. 
I think a lot of people do that in the, this is how I, this is what I know, so I can use it to kill somebody, but it also is like, oh, well, this is clearly points to you as the person yeah. that did it. To be fair, the water killed the first lady. I feel like a lot of people die in Santa Barbara over six seasons of Psych. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like the uh, the murder she wrote. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Conveniently, now that you're a consultant for the Santa Barbara police, mm-hmm. someone is getting killed every Tuesday. Like, we couldn't we couldn't possibly do this without you. Mm. Maybe you're the one doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. using your psychic powers to cause people to kill others. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on. Let's be honest here. It's true. He's not doing it. No, he's he's willing other people to do it. I mean, you just casted psych into a very dark dark hole this is not a bad legal thing podcast (laughs) but i just want to point something out uh lassiter's reason for suspecting ben was that they had ben had been in a relationship with denise the first corpse for (laughs) long enough time that they would be common law married yeah common law marriage is not a thing in california yep so Jackson did bring that up. Yep. I only knew that because of the the fact that popped up on Amazon as you watch it. Oh, really? It does, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I got to watch it on Amazon rather than on uh, Peacock then also because yeah. no commercials. Yeah. If you watch it on Amazon, they like there's like random pop-ups and that one popped it's up. Pop-up psych? It is pop-up psych. Maybe we can get an additional pop-up added. That there's no such that, thing as dry drowning? Please stop it. That there's no such thing. Or... Uh, that the human centipede bills itself as 100% medically oh, accurate. that was such a good transition. I hate I you am so much. I on it. One, no, you weren't. I got, I, I got one thing today, and it's this one. The human centipede bills itself as 100% medically accurate. Uh, if that is the case, and if that is our baseline, uh, how medically accurate is Season 5, Episode 2 of Psych... Feet don't kill me now. Dr. Greg Winter. I mean, I feel like it's at least as accurate as human said. I'll give it 100% accurate. Okay. I mean, in truth, like a lot of stuff is wrong, but also is it wronger than human centipede? And yes, I said wronger. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the same. It's about the same. It's, 80. R- it's wrong in different ways. 80. Mm. That dry drowning really makes me mad. Oh, that does make you mad. Okay. Actually, I agree with Jackson. It's probably 80. Oh, my God. We agreed on the number. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that never happened. No, I, I say this because I know summer's coming. Yeah. No, I'm that's, gonna a, be, that's a good point. I'm going to be in hell because of that. So this is why I really just can't stand what's coming up is when I was in Albuquerque, um, I would see dry drowning pretty much every shift during the spring and the summer. And it it was the bane of my existence, trying to explain to families who are in a like, complete tizzy. Right that their kid's going to die when they go to sleep tonight. And you tell and them, when you said you would see dry drowning, what you would actually see was nothing. Something else. Like they had a seizure and then was oh, in the okay. water when they had it, or they had some kind of heart arrhythmia. But even then, they didn't dry drown. They had their event in the water. Uh, anything you would do to make this episode more medically accurate while keeping the stakes high? I'm going to go ahead and say not call it dry drowning. How dare you? Um... Also, I mean, there's a. There could, they could have done a lot of other things to make 
Gus recognized those pills. I mean, just reading the label that's on the bag might have been a way to go. Mm-hmm. There could have been a pill bottle. Yeah. That just said I mean, the name of the pharmacy or, hey, secret medicine. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it, that's that looks good for TV, but it's also real. Like, no, that's that doesn't happen. You can't just look mm-hmm. at a pill and tell what it is. You can have a good guess about it, but that, that wouldn't hold up. That also makes us all as doctors look real bad. Right. Because everyone assumes that we can do that. Yeah. I don't memorize pills. Even my my pill ID isn't like 25% accurate most of the time. Yeah, I feel like the only people who memorize pill shapes and colors are also selling them on corners. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, my last shift I had a kid who came in and was like, hey, can you tell me what all these pills are that I just took? And I just said, Ugh. the answer is, I don't know. And second, you are getting activated charcoal right right now (laughs) second you're getting some charcoal that was actually a thing that happened happened to me at a party when i was in med school like i went home back to my hometown and some guy came up to me was like hey you're a doctor right i'm like medical student hey can you tell me what all these pills were and i just smacked his hand really hard (laughs) you just see all the pills just flying through the air and it landed on the ground he goes i paid a lot of money for that i'm like don't show me a bunch of pills that you're gonna take especially as a guy who's still learning how to become a doctor just so that um, you can get high. And then if something goes wrong and then you get sick, you're going to blame me or ask me to mm-hmm. help you. Also, I'm a medical student at that time. I don't know any. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing anyway. No. Uh, the difference being now you would have charged him for that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the copay. Here's the thing. I work in the emergency department. I don't know if my patients are going to pay. I and treat you, you based on. Yeah, I don't care. Families ask me as it should be. Yeah, they ask me how much the how much will insurance charge me for this, and I said I don't know. I have no idea. But you're a doctor, Mike. Not exactly. I just treat you. I will let registration talk to you. Now open your mouth. Ah, <laughs> here's a pill. Shoot it in your mouth. But yeah, that would be the big thing I would change. Um, make sure the purse was wet. That would be another one. <laughs> uh. People should look a little more damp. Everyone was pretty dry. Not like them drowning. Yeah. But yeah maybe, that, maybe that's how they knew it was a dry drowning. You know what? Dry. Yeah. That, that is, that is pathognomonic. Yep. I mean, also whether or not it's a, a dry drowning or a wet drowning, they should still do the toxicology. Like that shouldn't change mm-hmm. any of the things that they did. Yeah. And you're never going to be able to trace where it came from. Yeah. That's the other part too. 80%. <laughs> but that, right. that's the big stuff yeah all right well thanks folks for listening thank you greg for joining us thank you jackson for co-hosting as always yay thank you folks in advance for checking out the uh wondercon panel yep oh that's right yeah, yeah go you should watch that and then watch midsummer and then listen to our episode <laughs> of midsummer and then go and to then the medical go see your corner exactly so thanks for listening everybody <laughs> thanks folks bye